All right, Ulysses, it's a Friday episode, and that means it's a packed episode as we have a combined player review. We're going to look at Jason Adam and Sean Armstrong from 2022. And then, of course, as per usual, baseball trivia and name that war to close out the week. It's a fun Friday episode. We love it. You love it. Let's get started right now. are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your very first listen every day. Be sure you check us out on all podcasting platforms and subscribe to that YouTube channel of ours uh, at Lockdown Rays on YouTube, of course. And you can email us anytime, LockdownRays at gmail.com. So we have to look at the play of Jason Adam and Sharn Armstrong. What went well, what went wrong, their future with the team, and their grade from the 2022 season. A uh, lot to get into. So let's go ahead and dive right into uh, one of the terrific, terrific bright spots of last year, Jason Adam. Indeed, terrific. Uh, 63 and a third innings for Jason Adam, 156 ERA. 75 punchies in those 63 and a third innings, a 7.2 walk rate, 31.6 K rate. Those two rates, by the way, are way above major league average. A 0.76 whip. He was a 1.3 F4 player, and he had an ERA plus of hold your butts, people, 233. So he was literally the most unheralded reliever in the 2022 season without a doubt. Yeah, he uh, was really something special. And all you have to do is go to his Savant page and see a smattering of red uh, all across the board. And not just red, but deep red. We're talking 97th percentile average exit velocity, 99th percentile hard hit percentage, 100 percentile fastball spin, whiff percent. Uh, you know, everything is like... 96 98 percentile like it is amazing what he was able to do uh just generally speaking got out of jams cleaned up other guys messes uh totally reworked and evened out his repertoire just slider change up forcing basically distributed one third one third one third you didn't know what was coming whereas beforehand uh with other teams he was more of a four seam heavy guy and then you uh, would use a curveball off of that. Um, so the Rays, or you know, maybe Rays in combination with Jason Adam, you know, whatever it was, uh, he's he's got that um, his pitch mix to a, a perfect formula as of right now. So um, really, I mean, the, the numbers kind of just speak to uh, how dominant and and how effective he was for the Rays uh, this past season. Now. Moving on, and and I will also say that he really stepped up following injuries to guys like uh, Andrew Kittredge and JP Fireisen because uh, you didn't if you didn't have a guy like Jason Adam, uh, you probably would have been in a world of hurt. And I want to highlight, of course, when I do this with pitchers, my favorite stat is the left on base uh, percentage, the the strand rate uh, of runners on base. 
89.4. Basically 90% of the time he's leaving those runners on base. And we saw that so many times, but none other better than in that Cleveland series, in the wild card series where there's bases loaded. Pete Fairbanks, uh, you know, has like a numbing in, in his finger or whatever it was. They yeah. take him out. He, he comes in and he basically gets out of trouble. Uh, that is just that was a microcosm of who Jason Adam was during the season, uh, and that that was just terrific. So I wanted to point that out. And one last thing would be he does strike out uh, a lot more righties than lefties. Um, but basically a 0.65 whip against lefties and a 0.83 whip against righties. So virtually the same pitcher, uh, righties or lefties and, and no real big difference between home runs allowed lefties, two home runs, righties, three home runs. Um, moving on to what went wrong. Really? There's not much, uh, to say in that department with Jason Adam, the only thing that I would mention is, um, I guess, had some late season struggles in September slash October, and maybe that was a byproduct of being used more than he probably had ever had or expected to. So maybe it was just a thing of, man, uh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm wearing out a little bit. Yeah, not a lot of negatives to find on on Jason Adams' uh, season. I, the September did did seem to get him, but when I looked at those, you know, those outings that he had ten innings in September, a three sixty ERA, a one point three WHIP. So he had such a terrific season that his worst month is that a three sixty yeah. ERA with a one point three WHIP. So it was only the Yankees, the Jays, and a Guardians outing that that really got to him. Um, other than that, he was, he was nailed. So th- that's how good his season was, is that that was a negative, a, se- a, a month with a 360 ERA and a 1.3 whip. Yeah. And again, just, uh, such a great pickup by the Rays beforehand. He yeah. was Kansas city, Toronto, Chicago, and, you know, he throw 10 innings here, 13 innings there, 20 innings there, and never really showed, you know, I probably wasn't utilized to his potential for sure, but um, this upcoming season uh, he is arbitration eligible. uh, And I would presume uh, that uh, he'll be on the raise in 2023. I think that's a fair statement. Yes. A hundred percent. I think he is definitely locking that down with Brooks Raley and Pete Fairbanks. Like that's the three headed horse there in the, in the stable Uh, pun definitely intended. So yeah, oh, wait, he's, 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 uh, it looks like I, unless I'm looking at the wrong stat here or the wrong site, it says he'd be pre arb eligible in 2023. I, don't uh-huh. know. I had him I, I, in fan graphs. It shows that he would be an arb eligible starting the 23 season. So, okay. Maybe, yeah. Cause baseball know. reference has him at, you know what? Okay. Now we, we get to the bottom of it. Cause he, he barely made that arbitration eligible uh true mark like he's a super two just day. like randy yeah. yeah yeah that's right okay so sorry about that confusion there so yes he well deserved uh yeah. getting eligible for arbitration i might add um now my question is do you think he'll lead the team in saves in 2023 no i think i think i think if pete fairbanks um okay is healthy then he's he's going to be the guy like they got to groom him to be that, that that closer but i, I mean I, I 
I wouldn't be surprised, but I wouldn't put, you know, my first green yeah. Skittles on him to be that That's guy. Fair. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get to uh grade for Jason Adam uh, for 2022. What are you giving him? What do we give a guy that was unexpectedly amazing? Um, I'm not going to give a hundred just because, uh, you know, I'm not going to, uh, 98. Okay. I mean, what else? I mean, 98. Yeah. No, I'll give him a 98 as well. Basically, uh, what his whiff percentage percentile was on Savant. Like you could take any of his numbers there and apply that to his grade for the most part. So no, I mean, I know that we didn't, uh, it'd be great to give a full episode on Jason Adam, but he's a reliever. There's only so much we can say, but, um, again, huge kudos to him for what he was able to do this past season. And hopefully he keeps it up, uh, in 2023 and beyond. 100%. By the way, can we pause the pod? Can, can we pause the pod for a second? Sure. Okay. Are we paused? Cause I got to tell you, about Built Bar's new reimagined flavors, Kevin. They've got cookie dough topper. They've got coconut brownie bar. They've got coconut brownie topper. I mean, these are tremendous flavors that you have just got to try. They also have a white chocolate peppermint granola. It's Built Bar's take on the granola bar, so it's more filling and still insanely tasty. Also, they've got a candy cane brownie puff which is built puffs are like biting into the universe's most delicious cloud. And the best thing about it is, you know it, it's made with 100% real chocolate, 17 grams of protein, and a shockingly low amount of sugar and calories, 130 calories. You can just sink your teeth in into that first bite and it'll change your life. So today, you got to try this. You got to get 15% off your order right now if you use the code Locked on 15 at built.com. I'll say it again today. Go to built.com, use promo code locked on 15. That's locked on one five and get 15% off your order at built.com. All right, we looked at the play of Jason Adam. Now let's move on to Sean Armstrong. Let's do that indeed. Um, I kind of teased uh, on on the Sean Armstrong player review earlier in the week. Um, look, he, in 55 innings with the Rays, he had a 360 ERA, 61 punchies, 6% walk rate, 26% uh, K rate, a whip of 1.27, 0.5F4. So overall, an, an ERA plus of 101. So overall, these numbers are just kind of like, Okay, he's just one more of the pack uh, of a bullpen yeah. arm, and I and I don't think that is a wrong way of maybe doing a big picture take on Sean Armstrong. But however, the positives with him is that as the season wore on, he got better. He got better utilized in September. That was his best month. Unlike Jason Adam, September was his best month. He had 13 and two thirds innings pitched. He had a three, two, nine ERA and a 1.17 whip. So both numbers better than his, uh, 2022 season. And also the big, big thing, which I guess this is why I lean more Calvin Fauche 
being left off the 40 men for Zach Eflin and not Sean Armstrong is that Sean Armstrong showed that he could be stretched out three times in 2022 with the race. He pitched more than three innings, three times, three innings, six times. He pitched more than two times than two innings. So you've already have 21% of his outings were two innings or more 21%. That's not a small feat, especially when overall in the big picture, you're saying that's one guy of the pack, just a regular guy. I think there's something with Sean Armstrong that the race could really dive in and, you know, I'm not saying he's going to be the next Drew Rasmussen. I'm not saying he's going to be the next Jeffrey Springs. But I'm saying that he could be the next experiment that the race could look at and say, can he be stretched out? No, it's interesting. I mean, he does have the pitch mix. He does have the sinker, the four seam, the cutter, the slider. He does have the offerings. Um, <laughs> pitch more innings than Brooks Raley, believe it or not, you know, for as much as Brooks Raley is getting paid, Sharon Armstrong posted for better or worse more than uh, Brooks Raley did. And again, just um, generally Sharon Armstrong is one of those guys that you tend to root for. He's been in the league since 2018 or 2015, been in the major since 2015. And he was an 18th round draft pick. So um, he had to come from long, uh, long odds to, uh, make it to where he's made it to. Um, and also just, uh, if you go under the hood a little bit, his FIP and expected ERA are actually much better than his actual ERA as well. So I think there is, um, he's, he's maybe better than, than the, the, the general numbers show there. Now, as far as, um, what went wrong or what not to like about Sharon, Arm, uh, Sharon Armstrong is, uh, I, you know, to me, and maybe that's kind of figuring out where can you differentiate him and, and make him more of a, a special player. Because if he's just a one inning guy, he's as replaceable, just like so many other relievers in the Rays history. But if you can turn him into that two, three inning, multi inning reliever, uh, you know, uh, mid you know, a guy that can give you that type of uh, output, I think that would make him so much more valuable because as of right now, if you just look at the numbers on a whole, um, I don't know necessarily what he did and, and where he was utilized later on in the season, but his his best situation has been in low leverage. You know, give him the the fifth, the sixth, the seventh inning as a uh, as opposed to the eighth or the ninth inning. And, you know, when he gets behind in the count, it, he really, really struggles after that. So maybe turning him into a righty Jalen Beeks, like yes. just like Jalen Beeks struggled in high lever situations, but he can be good with seven batters faced situation. Maybe that could be Sean Armstrong as well, but from the right side and from the right side, I think that would be very good for him because his splits do favor righties heavily. He has a 1.16 yeah. whip against righties and a 1.6 whip against lefty so if you were to utilize them the right way for those two innings where there's a maybe a, a righty heavy lineup that that would speak to his strengths rather than his his weaknesses but his weaknesses you're talking about getting behind in the count that sinker gets hit hard uh no yeah. matter what part of 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 the count he's in ahead or not he, he gets hit a 322 uh batting average and a 488 slug that sinker so 
and it's also the, the pitch he throws the most. So maybe during the offseason, they're going to kind of reevaluate maybe the pitch mix, or if not the pitch mix, just maybe a bit more, a better location for the sinker or better uh, times where he could pick the, 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 the hitters that he might be more um, susceptible to the sinker than, than he was in, in 2022, maybe picking those, those hitters a, a better way. Now, as far as his future with the Rays in 2023, um, again, as of this recording, the Rays 40-man roster is full. So, I mean, who knows what what they do uh, now that they've added Zach Eflin. But um, he's been talked about in trade talks um, with other guys. So it seems like the Rays are, for one reason or another, shopping him around um but of course it's it's very possible that he's on the raise in 2023 i think the issue is isn't he in his second year of arbitration or going into his second year of arbitration so that makes him that that much more expensive um so it's tough i mean just i i would find it hard to if you were to ask me will sean armstrong be on the raise roster uh after the 2023 trade deadline i would lean towards no i wouldn't say because of the money factor i mean he's only going to be making 1.3 mil um at least you know in 2023 i don't see that jumping up highly in 2024 right um but i do see that my other teams might be interested in a guy that put up his numbers and could be stretched out to be a three, maybe even four inning guy. And the opener is not a thing that only the Rays do nowadays. So maybe he could be a bulk option for some teams um, that, that, you know, might need some starting help. Uh, I, I see that for sure. But um, you know, we, we don't know right now. I mean, we're kind of flying blind, uh, cause we don't know who that, you know, Zach Eflin, um, guy who's going to take that, the hit in that 40 man is going to be as we're recording this, uh, today. So it could be Sean Armstrong and, and, yeah. and we don't know you guys watching this and listening to this might, might know better, but I, I think he has a role. I think that the Jalen beaks from the right side is a good role. And I believe anything that the Rays can do with the pitching side of things. If they, if they can stretch them out and, and maybe get a Drew Rasmus and Jeffrey Springs out of Sean Armstrong, I wouldn't doubt it. I don't think he would be as good as both of those guys because I think that is just remarkable what Drew and Jeffrey have become uh, as yeah. a starter. But if he can just become an option to just be a, a fifth guy, a normal fifth guy, that, that wouldn't be a bad thing. Yeah, his numbers, so, you know, 61 innings in a 4-3 ADRA, they, that doesn't scream that special. But if you were to give that same exact, his, his FIP and some other numbers are, are better than what they actually show. But if, he, okay, Sean Armstrong's going to give you a 4-3 ADRA. If that's over, you know, 80, 90 innings, you're eating up innings more of an innings eater. I think that provides a lot more value as opposed to, you know, you're just, uh, you can only do one inning and it has to be in low leverage and you can't have anybody on base and it has to be in the fifth inning like that. I mean, you you bring a lot more to the table with the, with the other. Yeah. And I, we talked about this on the Zach Eflin episode, but in 80 innings, Ron Yarrow was giving you a 450 RA. So if (laughs) Sean Armstrong can give you that, but better, Again, you're just trying to get more positive output 
by the people that are leaving the team. So yeah. Zach Eflin obviously will do that. And Sean Armstrong could do that if, if the race wanted to go that way. All right. Uh, great time for Sean Armstrong. What are you giving him for 2022 with the race? Give him a nice B minus at 82. I have a B minus as well, but I'll go a, a point above. I'll give him an 83 just because uh, his uh, savant numbers, I see a lot of red there, which is good and, and shallow red too. So uh, I think, uh, yeah, there's, there's, I think he's, he's better than what uh, maybe his, uh, the, the industry thinks of him. I'll, I'll put it like that. Yeah. All right. Uh, now, we move on to baseball trivia and name that war. Ulysses, my baseball trivia question for you concerns doubles. Uh, there are 18 players in MLB history who have at least 600 doubles in their career. I want you to name five of those guys. So five of the 18 players who have accumulated at least 600 doubles in their career in MLB. Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron. Henry Aaron is correct. He is number 13 on this list with 624. Damn, he's 13th? Yeah. Um, Alex Rodriguez. A-Rod is... Not on this list. Strike one. Okay. Well, damn. Um, Miggy. Miguel Cabrera is just below Henry Aaron. 14th on the list with 607. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, okay, let's just take another big swing here. The Babe. Babe Ruth. When he wasn't eating hot dogs, he evidently wasn't hitting doubles either. Strike two. Okay. Well, this puts me in a pickle. Six hundred doubles, and I'm going too powerful here. I want to say Pujols, but they the other guys did not. Okay, Willie Mays. Willie Mays is not on this list. Strikes three. Son you should have gone with your please. first instinct of Albert Pujols because he is on this list. <sighs> With 686, fifth all-time. I'll run through the rest of the names here. Trish Speaker is number one, 792. Pete Rose, when he wasn't gambling, he was hitting doubles, 746. Stan Musial, 725. Ty Cobb, when he wasn't saying racial slurs, was hitting doubles, 724. Albert Pujols, Craig Biggio, 668. George Brett, 665. Nap LaJoy, if that's how you pronounce it, 657. Carl Yastrzemski, 646. Honus Wagner, 643. 
Adrian Beltre, 636. Big Poppy, 632. You have Hank Aaron, Miggy Cabrera, Paul Molitor, 605, tied with Paul Wayner with 605. A guy who played a lot of games consecutively, Cal Ripken Jr., 603. And then number 18 on this list, when he wasn't shooting steroids, he was hitting doubles. Barry Bond, 601. Wow. He made it. 601. Damn. Yeah. I would I would I would like to forget all of these names and then be asked the same question two years from now. This yeah. was a good that was a good one. That's a good conglomeration of of, of names of yeah. baseball lore. That was great. And thank good, you, good uh, baseball reference, for uh, compiling that as well. Yes, of course. Uh, well, let's see if uh, you do better than I did uh, with uh, Name That War. If you've never okay. watched uh, or seen or heard this segment of ours, Name That War is when we take a player of the past who's no longer uh, active in Major League Baseball and uh, we try to guess his baseball reference war. And today we've got a pitcher, okay? And he's a righty. And his name is Ivan Nova. What is Ivan Nova's baseball reference career war? I feel like this guy had so much potential and there was so much hype and talk around him, but he never quite fully delivered Kind of like yeah. Jabba Chamberlain, I guess. Yeah, it's well, a Yankee thing. It's a Yankee thing. Everybody's overblown over there. Yeah. Um, Von Nova. I would think he probably played like half dozen years in the bigs, maybe a couple more. I don't know. It seemed like I wasn't thinking about Yvonne Nova a lot. Um, I'll go with eight, eight career war for Yvonne Nova. Not bad. Uh, he actually was an 11.6 career mm. war for Ivan Nova and not half uh, of dozen years. He actually played 11 years in the wow. big leagues from 2010 till 2020. Um, it was uh, pretty cool for him to do that. Uh, most of the years were, were with New York. Then he went to Pittsburgh uh the white Sox definitely forgot that yeah. and uh 2020 in the abbreviated uh season he had four games with uh the best team ever the detroit tigers of 2020 so that must have yeah been so i guess he did have a little bit of a better career than i expected i guess when you go to the pirates you're totally forgotten about um you just like yeah. consider those like minor league teams or absentee years because like after he left the New York, I had no idea where he, he wound off to. So, yeah. um, you know, 96 ERA plus. So, you know, just a little bit below average, a FIP of 445 an ERA of 438 whip of 1.35, like just a run of the mill kind of starter pitcher. But, you know, a lot yeah. of people would, would like to have that career, you know? No, he's got his, uh, he has his pension, uh, as well. So, which, by the way, speaking of it, um, who has a higher war, uh, Ivan Nova or Jabba Chamberlain? Ivan Nova. Yeah. Jabba had a, I guess I'm. this could have been a good one, but 7.6, uh, 3.81 career ERA, played 10 years in the bigs. 10 was, years? Really? Yeah. God, I, mean, I thought it, he had like four or five. 
Yeah, after New York, you went to Detroit, then Kansas City, then Cleveland. Uh, yeah. Uh, wow, he got terrorized in innings. Cleveland and then went to play for Cleveland. That's crazy. Yeah. He, um, he had that one year where he threw 157 innings with the Yankees, and then after that, not a lot of production following. Wow. So. There we go. There it is for uh, baseball trivia named that war. Hope you all enjoyed. Uh, as you all should know, uh, we appreciate you and thank you for making our podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Locked On Sports Today podcast that is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we will talk to you next week.